Lord, we want to thank you for your word. We, um, we just thank you that you've made it available to us through the scriptures, that many people have paid a price for us to have the written word of God, to be able to read and to have your very word, Lord. We count it very precious to us to know your mind, to know your heart, to know your will, and to know you. But Lord, we come to you to know you this morning, not just to the scriptures. We pray that you will enlighten the eyes of our heart, that we be filled with wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus, that we discover the glory of the riches of our inheritance in Christ, and that we would be surprised by the surpassing greatness of your power towards us who believe. And so we reach out for you in faith this morning, not just to hear a message, but to hear your voice and to release the power of your Holy Spirit amongst us as we believe what we're hearing. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do in each one of our lives this morning, in the children, in the adults, in the young people, we give thanks for what you're going to do. Amen. Praise God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, we're going to begin with 2 Peter and uh, look at these amazing verses. 2 Peter chapter 1. And verse 3 and 4 begins, uh, verse 2 talks about the grace and peace being multiplied to us in the knowledge of God. And then goes on to say, as his divine power, it's wonderful to, to read those words, that God is talking about power made available. His divine power has given to us all the things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and by virtue or by his goodness, by which have given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So this scripture tells us God has given us divine power. And the tense there is a really important of the scriptures is that you already have divine power if you are born of God. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a new creation. God has given birth to a new person. Not a human life, although you have a human life, otherwise you wouldn't be here today. But God himself has given birth to his own child. All sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And this scripture says that God already has given us divine power to live a godly life. That means to live a God-centered life. So he hasn't given us power to live our own lives independent of him, but to live a God-centered, Jesus-loving life, following him all our days. 
And then this scripture goes on to say, everything we need can be partaken through the exceedingly great and precious promises. Now, I love that because it's so extravagant. This is a remarkable scripture because the, 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 the Lord is saying to each one of us who have Jesus living in us, you have everything you need for life. You already have everything you need for life if you have Jesus. And it is not a kind of theory life, it's a power life. It's not just in doctrine, teaching, although teaching is important, it's power. The Christian life is about the divine power, not your own human power, but God's power. And then this same verse in, in verse four says that you might be partakers. Now, I love the word partakers because I want to partake. If I go to a party and there's party food, I want to partake. That means I want to enjoy it myself. And we become those who enjoy and experience and partake of God's life, nature, and power through the promises of God. So, we have the power of God himself living in us. We also have the word of God in which are contained, it is thought, between 6,000 to 7,000 promises. Not bad, eh? And in Christ, you already have the right to it all. Because all the promises of God are yes and amen, where? In Christ. Not in the old you, but in the new you, the new creation. So God has already given us everything we need for wisdom with our family. Everything we need to make the right decisions financially. Everything we need if we feel lonely. He is our company. If we've been hurt, he is our healer. If we lack anything, he is our provider. We have power to live an all-sufficient life. Now, Jesus said those who believed in him already have fullness of life. We already have the right as new creations to call God Father. We already have all the blessings. Every blessing is already yours in Christ Jesus. Ephesians tells us, God has blessed us, has, past tense, blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are already co-heirs with Christ. We've already been given the kingdom because Jesus says the kingdom isn't over there or over there, but the kingdom of heaven is within you. Wow. All we have, Christ himself, through his spirit living in us, the Christ 
who spoke the worlds into being. The same Christ who now reigns in glory. The same Jesus who created bodies. That Jesus lives in you. That Jesus lives in you. That is remarkable. No wonder the scripture says that we have everything we need for life and godliness. But we need to know how to access that power so that we can live in the fullness of life, so that we can live seeing this Christ that we read of being Lord throughout our lives. So how do we see this happen? Well, I'm going to illustrate this morning, and I really hope this works, by this extension lead. Okay, this is, everybody knows what this does. This is an extension lead. Of itself, it is useless. You would agree. It isn't even attractive. I'm not going to hang that on my wall and frame it. It's just an extension lead. And the Christian life is not I. If you think the extension lead is you, it's not I, but Christ in me. But the key to this extension lead is to plug in and switch on. Because the source of power is already here. You could say it's in the wall here. And I plug it in. No, matter, no amount of praying is going to get it released until I switch on. But I have to plug in the connection and switch on the power. Now, I love to think about my life like this because I do agree with Jesus. Of myself, I can do nothing. I've actually come to that conclusion that actually it's only him that can live. The life that Jesus intended, the fullness of life, is only going to be lived by him. Not by me trying, but by the divine power that is within me. And that power comes from a person. And so we're not just plugging into a force, we're actually plugging into Jesus. But actually... Uh, This is a good illustration. This is just for illustration purposes. But the person we plug into, the source, is Jesus. And Jesus wants to benefit our lives personally. And our lives in him to receive such power on an ongoing daily basis that we're getting the benefits of heat, light, whatever this extension lead can do. And others can plug in to our lives and get the benefits of the power of God. Because it's time, church, to see the power of God in operation. Not just to talk about it. The kingdom of God isn't just talk, but it's power. I don't need a gospel that can tell me a hundred things to do that give me no power to change. 
I want Jesus to change me so I become like Jesus. That's the goal that Jesus has for every Christian. That your character is like him and your actions are like him. And your work is like his. Isn't it interesting that you had to become a new creation so you could do the works that he prepared beforehand for you to do? You can't do it before you're saved because it needs a supernatural life to do the work of God. And so we are like this extension lead where we need to have a continuous receiving from the source, Jesus, and to switch on to the power so that many different outlets Peace, joy, uh, power to overcome the flesh by the Spirit. Resurrection life to heal my body, to see power move through my life when I lay hands on the sick, they will recover. So how do we activate this power? Well, Psalm 103 demonstrates in a simple way how this happens. Now, this is King David, and he actually, by revelation, because this is the word of God, it was almost like he saw the finished work of Jesus on the cross when he, he wrote this, okay? So he, even though it's thousands of years before, it's the truth of our new life in Christ now. So this is true of us. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives how many? All my sins, all my iniquities. He forgives. He heals. Is this the word of God? Is it word of God? He heals all. So David is saying, oh my goodness, I've just got to praise him. Because praise gets you fully plugged in. You might be in Christ, but it actually kind of gets that connection, making it real. Praise the Lord, oh my soul, why am I praising him? Because everything Jesus needed to do has been done. God doesn't have to do anything new for you to live in divine power and to see all the fruit of every promise happen in your life. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. So Jesus paid for every sin in every life, in every age, the blood of Jesus and the price of his sacrifice on the cross, God says, it's enough. It is done. I have in Christ forgiven you. Which is why God isn't treating the world as though their sins are against him because he wants to reconcile to the world. Amen because he's already paid the price for everybody to be saved. Now, not everybody is because there is a condition. God has done it, but 
we have to respond to the conditions, which is to repent, to turn away from our sin, to say, I'm sorry, and he forgives all our sins. Is that true? Now, if Jesus has already overcome sin, he's also already overcome every sickness on the cross. He's overcome every demonic power and won, in fact, through the cross, destroyed, disarmed the powers and principalities. All things are under his feet. The, the enemy's power is dealt with through the work of the cross. Every human need has already been supplied. So, just like me going to my electric power source, the, the supply is already there. So when I go to Jesus, he says it's already done. You just have to receive it and switch on to the power. Now the switch is faith. The switch is faith because it's by faith we enter into all that God has promised us that's already ours, by faith. So David said, I'm praising the Lord. He forgives all my sins. This is a living experience for this person. And God wants that living experience in your life. He forgives all my sins. All I have to do is plug in, and actually, yes, we do have to say sorry if we have sinned. If we have sinned, we are to confess our sins, to say, Lord, I'm sorry. This is genuine relationship. We plug into him, we come to him and say, Lord, I'm so sorry that I had that awful attitude at work this week. And I was moody and I went off in a strop. I shouldn't behave like that. Forgive me. Now, the blood has already paid, but in the moment you say sorry, he forgives. The moment you ask, he gives it. He forgives you, because it's already done. So he forgives you, if you feel it, or if you don't feel it. He forgives you based on his promise that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, for a Christian, you could say, today, if I have confessed all my sin as far as I know, plus those that I don't because he's gracious and merciful, I currently stand holy and blameless before God in Christ Jesus. I have peace with God that passes all understanding. There is no guilt or shame connected with my past. In fact, his forgiveness means, listen to this, just as if I'd never sinned. Anybody want a praise party? Bless the Lord, oh my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name, just as if I'd never sinned. 
How many of you are happy about that? I am so happy. Just as if I'd never. Thank you, Jesus. Amazing. Don't ever get beyond praising him for that. Switch it on by believing. Whether you feel it or not, you're forgiven. So believe that you receive it. And it's yours. Then let's go on to, he heals all. He heals all my diseases. Now, this answers the curse of the wrong question. This answers the curse of the wrong question. Does God want to heal me. What a silly question if he says it's already done. It's a silly question, isn't it? If I had a friend who was, and I went to the Chinese for a meal, and I was expecting to pay, And they told me, just gave me their word, that actually they'd paid for me. Wouldn't it be silly if I said to them, do you want to pay? Because they've already done it. Wouldn't that be silly? Do you want to pay? Well, I've already paid. To go to the waiter and say, I'd like to pay. The waiter would say, well, it's already paid. And so in the same way that we can receive our forgiveness, in exactly the same way, we come to Jesus, believe he has already done it. Whatever your sick sickness might be, it's already done. His work of the cross is complete. He took all our sicknesses upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. But the switch that goes on is you ask, and within yourself, just like you don't see the power, but within yourself you say, I'm healed. And as soon as you believe, the power starts to flow into your body, and you get healed by the power of God, just like you receive peace through forgiveness of sins. Now, you are not healed just because you feel it, although if you've asked and feel it, you're healed. But if you ask and don't feel it, you're healed. Because we receive by faith. Faith in the finished work of the cross, that it is done. His divine power gives me all that I need to live in fullness of life. His promise that he heals, his promise, he heals all my diseases. I don't just sort of hope, I believe it. Hoping for it isn't the same as belief. Believing it means I take it within myself and say, it's mine. 
I am healed. Thank you, Jesus. I am healed. Praise the Lord, all my soul, all that is within me. He heals all. Little toe, big toe, headaches, cancer, hereditary diseases. Uh, It doesn't matter what it is. I'm not the doctor. He's the great physician. And he is willing. So it is a silly question to ask, does God want to? When he's already done it. And by the way, the King's Restaurant has 7,000 things on the menu. All inclusive. There's a Chinese down the road. There's an all-inclusive deal. Apparently, I don't like Chinese. But there's an all-inclusive deal in that Chinese. And you can go there and scoff and scoff and scoff. Because it's all yours. With one price. And everything is ours because of the price that Jesus paid for us. All inclusive. But if you don't know what his word, his promise says, and you don't plug in and switch on, there will be no power. The power is in the plugging in and believing, switching on and receiving according to his promise, what he says. Now, after you have received forgiveness, what happens is you walk in it. You, and the enemy might come and remind you and say, well, what about that awful thing you did? Those many years ago, nobody knows what you did. It's so bad. And if they knew what you'd done, That's what the devil does. He tries to remind you of the bad things you've done. Jesus reminds you of the good things that he's done. That he has forgiven, not only covered your sin, removed. That's the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. He removes all our sins. He forgives all our sicknesses. You know, one day, I remember, I struggled with asthma many, many years. And uh, since I was a child, and I used to take Ventolin, which was an inhaler for many years. And one day, I just switched on to what Jesus had done within myself. I didn't have any physical reaction, any feeling. I just said, oh, I receive that. Just, I, I just receive healing. And actually, I acted in faith and got rid of my inhalers. Because if you believe you've received it, then you don't need your drugs anymore. And so I I said, I, I, I don't need my inhaler anymore. I haven't used one since. I don't have asthma. Praise God. He heals me of all my diseases, all of them. And you know, sometimes we just think, well, it's okay to not have an all-inclusive. I'm just happy to go to heaven. Well, Jesus died for you to have the very best life possible. And so God wants you to reach out and claim more than you're claiming currently. Because he wants to do powerful things in your life so that you've got a story. And the faith that you have, others can plug in and say, 
well, if it happens for you, I believe God will do it for me. And we'll have a move of power happening through our lives and through the church of Jesus Christ. God wants to use you. See, if you start looking at you, it'll be a bit like looking at this extension lead and say, well, I, can, off my, I can't do it. I can't, I can't lay hands on the sick. Well, you've got the wrong connection going. You're still full of I. Because it's not I, but Christ in you, isn't it? Well, I'm not one of those really spiritual people. You just have to plug into Jesus, switch on and say, let me lay hands on you. You're going to recover. Because you've got this connection, this real receiving in you that releases the power of God. And the power will start to flow. John, let's just look at this scripture because this is summed up in this verse. John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, plug in. Previous to this, he said, don't be like the branches that don't, that are cast out. He throws away those who aren't plugged in to Jesus. Plugging in is a continuous Christian life of union with Jesus Christ. That plug is united with him in his will and in his word, his plan. And walking out our lives in obedience to him. So important. If you abide in me like the plug in the wall and my words, my promises abide in you, you've switched on to what I promise you. Switch on to what I promise you for your children. Switch on to what I promise you for your personal life. Switch on to what I promise you for your financial life. My words abide, not as doctrine, but as faith. Faith is always of the heart, not the head. With the heart, one believes, and with a mouth, confession to salvation. So believe in your heart what Jesus has promised, because he's already done everything for that promise to happen in your life. It just requires a switch. Your switch of faith. Nobody else can do that for you. It's you. According to, Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. So your experience of the supernatural power of Jesus Christ comes through your trusting, believing him. How do we trust him? Well, faith comes from hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So that's why Jesus says, don't just plug in and hope something's going to happen. Plug into me and let my word start to live in you. Believe it. Meditate on it. I mean, after last week, we had such a powerful time here of being freshly baptized and some people for the first time baptized in the spirit with power to be witnesses. Once you have believed for the, the, the receiving of the power of the Holy Spirit and are speaking in other tongues, 
Because that is the evidence of being baptized. Sometimes, sometimes your brain gets in the way and it stops you. But the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't falling over. It isn't ecstasy. It isn't shaking. It's just simply speaking with another language. Because God wants to be supernatural through our lives. And that's the first thing he does is through your mouth. Once that's happened, you can say, I have received power because the Spirit has come upon me to be a powerful witness for Jesus Christ. Not give me power, I have received power. But you won't see the release of power until you believe it. Come on. And some of you have ministries to people that actually God's going to use your skill your expertise, it'll be supernatural. In your workplace, God, God will come up with solutions, but you'll, through a touch, you'll lay hands, something different will happen, or God will use your mind. He will use you supernaturally, but you've received power to actually demonstrate that God is God. This isn't human, it's divine. This is power from on high. But the switch is belief. I believe I've got power. Go on, say it. <laughs> I have divine power. <laughs> for everything I need for life. And as I switch on to believe every promise, do you know I'm going to see that power working through my life and bearing the fruit. My words abide in you. You will ask. See, this is the way all the promises come to pass. You will ask. So, Lord, I know you've done it. I know it's already available for me. But I come to you and I ask this word. But I don't just ask. I ask believing that I receive it. Just as when I plug this into the wall and switch on, I believe now there is power in this extension lead. And if I was to find something, a lamp or anything, to plug in, unless there's some break in the circuit or whatever, I'm not an electrician, then the power would work. Okay? So every promise can happen like that. Ask and you will receive. Receive. Receive it when you pray. Not when you feel. When you pray, believe, you receive it and you will have it. Jesus said, these are not my words. They're the words of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is God's word. And so it's time to switch on your faith and my faith in what God has said he will do because he always does what he says he's going to do if we fulfill the conditions. His word living in us, plugged into Jesus, we will see what God has promised. Now finally, and I know it's a bit of a teach this morning, I've nearly finished, James chapter 2. How are you doing out there? Is the extension lead helping you to see how to release the power? 
I think what is so sad is people, good people want God to use them or want God to do things, but they're not using the way that he works. Their, their faith is a little bit uh, kind of emotional or sensual. They're waiting for a feeling. They're waiting to, um, before I need to experience it before I can say I'm healed. Well, I don't have to experience forgiveness with, if, I, before, if I don't feel it, I'm still forgiven. Aren't I? Why? According to the word, the promise. And Jesus healed all who came to him in faith, touching him, switching on that faith. And it's the same for everything. It's the same for everything. You know, we've got to switch on to faith like never before because the powers of darkness will not be defeated without the power of God. Your kids won't grow up in the destiny that God has for them without you switching on your faith for them and for what God wants to do. Our whole destinies are down to what we're believing. God has given me power. Therefore, I will witness. And it will have a powerful effect on others. Believe and you will see the power of God, Jesus said. Now, in James 2, verse 14, I'll just flip over there because I'm just going to speak a few uh, words from here. Praise God. Now, James, some people say... Sound like he's contradicting the rest of Scripture, but he's not, because Scripture does not contradict itself. It's just um, a complete picture that James brings us here of faith. And a lot of people miss this out with faith. Yes, salvation is just by faith. So that is a gift from God. We are saved by grace through faith. But James says here in these few verses, faith is more than saying you believe something. Faith is action. It's deeds or it's works. Okay, and so James is bringing in a teaching that actually we need not just hearing the word, we need the works that accompany what we're believing. Otherwise, we never see the fruit. So if I don't plug into that and do something to see the power working, it remains in the extension lead. But God wants to see the fruit of our faith in the works that we do. Now, the order of this is very important. It's not works first. It's faith to do the works of God. And so James says here, what does it profit, my brethren? Someone says he has faith and does not have works. Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says, depart in peace, be warmed and be filled, but you 
don't give them anything which they're needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also, so in the same way, faith by itself does not, if it does not have works, is, is, I don't know if you know what dead is, but it's useless, can't do anything. Faith without works is useless. Now, he uses this example of compassion. He says, you know, somebody comes to you and, you know, they haven't got any food. They're starving. Um, And you say, oh, bless you, bless you, don't worry, I'll pray for you. And go home and have your five-course meal. And do nothing about their need. You would say, that. well, that person isn't very loving. Wouldn't you? Yes, you would. So James is saying, in the same way, faith works like that. If you say you've got faith and do nothing with it, it's just doctrine. It's just the right teaching. Because teaching is vital, but it's to lead to doing the work that comes from hearing the word, putting it into practice. And faith that isn't put into practice becomes dead faith, which is where a lot of religion creeps into the life of a Christian because they no longer act and do anything. They just sit and listen to sermons or podcasts or, or, or just hear and hear and hear and hear. And all that's happening is their knowledge, their, their, their knowledge is puffed up. But there's no action at all. Can you understand that? Yes, just as there's somebody that says, I care, but don't do anything about people who are in need. Now, Jesus does not want a faith without love because that's aggressive. Nor does he want just love without faith because that's social work. And any human being on the planet can do social work. Jesus wants faith working through love. Faith connecting to, switched on to God and his word, working through his love in our hearts for people and for God. Okay, so faith without works is dead. So you can have A word. You can have prayed and received it, but unless you take a step of faith, that faith will remain unable to do anything. Can you see that? Without working out or walking out your faith, it's meaningless. And I love what uh, James is so... he, he, He can... We used to have a comment, you knock you, knock you around the head a bit. He, he's quite sharp, James. He's quite straight. Uh, you know, here he is. Listen, someone will say, you have faith and I have works. I'll say, show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. So in other words, faith is to be seen in your walk. So if you say you're saved but you haven't changed anything and there's nothing different about what you do with your life, 
then I would question whether you have living faith or dead faith. And dead faith doesn't save you. Faith is a real relationship that actually releases a power for a changed life. <laughs> Preaching it. Preaching it. The Church of Jesus Christ are completely different to the rest of the world and to what we used to be. A believer is different and lives a different life. So James goes on and he says, you believe that there is one God and you know, you can, you can bring your theories from Genesis right through to Revelation. You do well, love <laughs> what James says. And this is where it hits. Even the demons believe and tremble. They've got their doctrine right about God. They know the truth, but it doesn't save them. This is brilliant. I want you to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Isn't this remarkable? No one wants in this room a dead faith. Does anybody want a dead faith? I don't want a dead faith. I want faith that works in action. I have a story for you of a work of faith. And it's from Azusa Street Revival, which was in the early 1900s. And this particular person had a, had a particular gift to heal the deaf. Okay, so he, it was his thing. It's really funny. There were a few people that just had, one had a healing ministry for wheelchairs, another one had a healing ministry for blind eyes. This particular person had a healing ministry for the deaf. And uh, the technique was really simple because he had faith. Faith is very simple and it's not long-winded. So in other words, you don't have to pray five hours. It's simply believing and speaking. And so this man, it's a wonderful story, he would lean in to the deaf, deaf person's ear and he would just whisper quietly. He said... In the name of Jesus, spirit of deafness, leave. And they'd always get healed instantly. Spirit of deafness, leave. Just like Jesus. He spoke and it was. Because he had faith. Anyway, there was this wonderful story. This There was this uh, deaf school with 35 students learning sign language. And to illustrate what James is saying, people who don't have faith would give money to that school, wouldn't they? They'd probably volunteer to help the deaf. But a believer has access to different power. So we've got something else to offer that the world can't offer anyone. And it's the power of God. Through faith, through our faith. Anyway, this deaf um, sign, sign teacher thought about, he heard about these stories in this place, this church. Let's have some of those. We had some this week, two amazing healings through Baby Bank and Start Right. Some amazing miracles are happening at the moment through the body of Christ. This is as it should be. It's exciting. 
Anyway, he thinks, I think I'll take them all to this meeting. All 35 students. That's quite a few, isn't it? So anyway, he comes to the meeting, and the man with a gift to heal the deaf says to the teacher, this is what you can hear. You can hear faith in these words. Do you want to be out of a job? Now that's faith before you've seen anything. That's, he switched on. He knows Jesus has already done every deaf person's healing. In all ages. But he switched on to believe. How many of you want that switched on faith? Let's have switched on faith. And so he says, get in a circle. So you've got, imagine you guys all in a circle, all completely stone deaf and holding hands. He said, would you please hold hands? So there they are. They can't hear. They don't know what's going on. And he goes to the first person he goes to. He just whispers calmly in the name of Jesus, spirit of deafness, leave. Pop, 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 pop. All 35 were healed. The same Jesus of Azusa Street lives in you. His divine power has given you all you need for life and godliness through the promises. Sometimes it's speaking to the sickness, sometimes it's laying hands. There are different ways the Spirit will lead you, but it's all to heal. Exciting. You see, faith in that man would have stopped without any healing unless he'd acted. Some of you have got family friends and friends will not get saved until you say something about Jesus. You've got to act to get the fruit. You've got to start praying for the sick to see them healed. Connected, switched on first. Don't just do it. Turn to Jesus in your heart. Say, I believe. Lord, I'm going to speak. And then, after you've prayed, give thanks because whether you see any evidence yet or not, God has done it. It is released. That healing has been released. And then James at the end of this discourse says, as the body without faith, without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. What word do you have faith for that you need to act on? Not just sit and wait for God to do something. Step out in faith. Begin to act in faith. Because this is the secret of seeing the power of God change your life, 
your circumstances, your children, your marriage, your future, but also so many outlets for other people to benefit from your life of faith. Jesus is powerful in you. He is not weak in you. And in fact, in your weakness as this extension lead, he will show himself strong as you turn to him and believe. Let's stand. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we want to thank you today. Thank you, Jesus, that you've already done everything, that this is an all-inclusive salvation. Come on, let's give thanks. Open, open your mouth and praise him. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, all that is within me. I bless your holy name, Lord. I bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You forgive all my sin. Thank you, Lord, that no matter what I have done, I can come to you and confess it. And I thank you as soon as I confess it, you forgive me. And I am to just simply receive, like a child, that I'm forgiven, that I am walking guilt-free, shame-free. Oh, Lord, thank you for a guilt-free, shame-free church. Thank you, Lord, for a guilt-free, shame-free life. Praise your wonderful name. Come on, church, let's praise him for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Jesus, we turn to you in our hearts this morning in faith. We say we believe that you already have healed all, all my diseases, no matter whether they're present, whether they're um, hereditary, whether they're in the future. I just want to thank you that that work is already done through the work of your cross. It is finished, Lord. I just want to thank you that you supply and provide that power of your spirit within us and the promise of this word today. Today you heal all my diseases. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Heal all my diseases. I just ask for healing. If that's you, just come to him. Say, Lord, heal me on the basis of this promise. You heal all. Thank you, Lord. I just come against every spirit of doubt, every spirit of unbelief that tries to make you think that it's not for you and it's not for, na not for now. Faith is always now, just like the electricity that I plug into. It's now. As soon as I switch on, the power comes. And so, Lord, right now we switch on to faith that Jesus has already done everything for me to walk in healing. Thank you, Lord. And we receive within ourselves that truth by faith. Thank you, Lord. You heal all. You heal all. Thank you, Lord. You heal all. Sicknesses leave right here, right now. In the name of Jesus, skin problems, I speak to you and I command you leave. Any skin problems, God is healing a skin problem this morning. In the name of Jesus, I just thank you. Be clean. 
Be clean. Be clean in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for stomach problems, healing in the name of Jesus, digestive problems in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He's encouraging our faith through these words of knowledge this morning. Just claim them. Claim them for yourself. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now walk in your healing. Walk in it. Don't keep saying, I don't feel. Keep saying, I am healed. Say, I'm walking in my healing. But even if you don't feel it yet, you can say, look, the symptoms are still there, but I'm walking in my healing. I am walking in my forgiveness. I'm walking in my deliverance. I'm walking in the provision that God has made for me in Christ. Praise your name. Praise your name. His divine power has given us everything we need for life. Thank you, Lord. Now ask him to make you a channel of blessing and power to others. Lord, we give ourselves to you so that you can speak through us. Lord, we believe we've received power to be your witnesses. But Lord, we need to ask for this boldness in the face of people at work or in circumstances in the family. Boldness and courage, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you that as we speak, you're going to speak through us. That as we open our mouth, you will fill it. That's a promise. Lord, as we open our mouth, fill it, Lord, so that we can have words that will cut through to reveal Jesus in people's lives. Thank you, Jesus. Use us, Lord. Use us to win people to yourself. Use us, Lord, to bear much fruit in healing the sick, laying hands on the sick. Your promises, they will recover. We praise you, Lord, for the promise of God. We switch on to that promise this morning. We make it our own. I will lay hands on the sick. Come on, let's say it. I will. I will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I believe it. I believe your truth, Father. I believe your word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, deliver us from dead faith. Show us the steps we need to take to put our faith to work. Because as soon as we act, Lord, the supernatural happens. As soon as we take the steps and do things in response to believing, then, Lord, we will see the power manifest. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Shake us out of dead faith, Lord, into faith that works. Thank you, Lord, for faith working through love. Lord, thank you for your love working through us as we believe you for supernatural power. I praise you, Father. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.